Thursday Such a crazy, lazy day Thursday has its own peculiar way Of saying hey Sometimes Thursday almost Makes you want to run away Well, you made it to Thursday. That's a good thing. (laughs) I know, sometimes on Monday, Thursday looks like it's about a million miles away, and Friday even further, but we made it, we made it, and we're doing great. Hi, this is Bob Bro. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast. This is Thursday, July 23rd, 2020, and we have a great show for you today, and it's an episode of Gunsmoke, and I'll be telling you about that in just a minute. But what you need to do is get yourself nice and comfortable in that big easy chair, maybe even stretch out in that recliner, have a little something cold to drink, maybe a little snack, and just let the troubles of the day leave your mind and come and join us, all right? I'm going to tell you all about this episode of Gunsmoke in just a minute. Thursday's got its own peculiar way of saying Sometimes Thursday makes you want to run away Thursday's such a crazy, lazy day For those of you who have been listening for any length of time, you know that that music means it is time for an episode of Gunsmoke. And for this one tonight, we are going back to February the 19th, 1955. Have you ever been involved in a love triangle? You know, there's different types of triangles. An equilateral triangle has three equal sides and three equal angles. They're each 60 degrees. But a scalene triangle, the sides can be any length and so can the angles. So 
it's not an equal when it comes to the sides and the angles. Well, that's the kind of triangle we're looking at tonight. Virginia Christine plays Pearl Bender, Vic Perrin plays Willie Calhoun, and Harry Bartell plays Webb Thorne. And they're the three members of this triangle. Now, one problem with triangles is sometimes they end in tragedy. So here you have Gunsmoke from February 19th, 1955, and the name of the story tonight is Poor Pearl. City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun smoke. Starring William Conrad, the transcribed story of the violence that moved west with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. Chester, will you take this stuff down to the depot and see that it gets in the mail for me, huh? Yes, sir. There's something wrong about that fellow, Mr. Dillon. Oh, what fellow? Him. Across the street there. All I can see out of that window is sky, Chester. Oh, I, I forgot you were sitting back there. I, I've been watching him so long, I just naturally thought you had too. Huh. Well? Well, what? The man, Chester, what's wrong about him? Oh, well, he drove up to the Long Branch in a wagon and got down and went inside, and then he come back up. And then do you know what he did? And uh, he drove off? No, sir. He's still there. What did he do, Chester? Well, he got a big old rifle out of his wagon, and he loaded it. Then he put it under his arm, and he's been walking up and down ever since. It's, it's like he's waiting to shoot somebody. 
There. See him, Mr. Dillon? That tall, rangy fellow there. Yeah. See how he keeps looking up and down the street? Come on. You think he is out to shoot somebody? Well, I don't know, but it's worth asking him. Well, he sure picked a fine spot right across from the jail. Yeah, well, I'm glad he did. Anyway, he ain't gonna run very far with nothing but a team and wagon. You ever seen him before? No, sir, he's a stranger to me. He looks real country, though, don't he? Yeah, but he's not poor. That's a good wagon he's got. Yeah. Looks brand new to me. Yeah. All right, stand aside now, huh? Yes, sir. Hello. I don't recall you, mister. My name is Dillon. Oh? I'm the marshal here. Oh. Why, sure. I I knew I'd heard that name, Dillon. Pleased to meet you. Uh, This is Chester Proudfoot. Hello, Chester. How do you do? I'm Willie Calhoun, marshal. I, I don't get to dodge, but seldom. Not till lately. Oh, you live around here? Got me a little place out at Spring Point. Yeah. It's doing fine. I, uh, noticed you got a new wagon. Well, that's for Pearl. I wanted her to be proud. Yeah. Hey, your wife? No. No, Pearl Bender, Marshal. She's gonna be my wife. That's what I come to town for. I made up my mind. Uh, Pearl Bender works in the Long Branch here, doesn't she? I'm waiting for her to come along now. I made up my mind, Marshal. Is that what the rifle's for? What do you mean? <laughs> well, you've made up your mind, but maybe she hasn't. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No, it ain't like that at all. I, I wouldn't force Pearl into nothing. Uh, then what is the rifle for man's got a right to carry a rifle. Yeah, but the way you do it, it's like a man walking around with a six-gun in his hand, ready to shoot. Now, come on, tell me the truth, Calhoun. There ain't nobody gonna stop me in Pearl, Marshal. Well, why should they? They might try. Who might? I fight my own fights, Marshal. Now, not here you don't, not with a gun. I'll kill him. I made up my mind to kill him if he gets in my way. Now, look, Calhoun, why don't you give me the rest Here now. Stay back. Here, Chester. Hold it on him. Got him covered, Mr. Dillon. You got no right to do that. I'll do anything to stop a killing. Are you going to tell me who you're looking for? You're interfering. I ain't going to tell you nothing. All right. Chester, take him over to the office and keep him there. Yes, sir. You can't lock me up. I'm going to get married. We're not locking you up, but you're going to stay in my office till I find out about this. Okay, Chester. All right, get moving, Calhoun. And don't try to run or I'll bang you right on the head. Who is it? 
It's Matt, Kitty. Well, come in. Oh, thank you. What's your trouble, Matt? Uh, first, Kitty, I want to find Pearl Bender. Hmm? Does uh, she have a room here? Right down the hall, but she won't be back for a half hour. Oh? She in trouble? Kitty, hmm? uh, did you ever hear of Willie Calhoun? That long fellow with the sandy hair? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Well, he's been in the long branch a couple of times. Acts like he's real sweet on Pearl. Well, he says that they're going to get married. What? Today, according to him. Well, that'll be quite a surprise to Webb Thorne. Ah, so that's who it is. Webb Thorne, huh? Well, look, Matt, I, I don't know anything about all this. Pearl never talks much. But I've heard Webb say he'd shoot anybody who tried to run off with her. And Willie Calhoun says he'll shoot anybody who tries to stop him. How could Pearl be in love with this Calhoun? She's only seen him a few times, and she and Webb have been thick ever since he started dealing fair over there, six months ago. Yeah, well, maybe Webb doesn't know about it. Well, he'll find out soon enough, won't he? Yeah. Say, that's an idea, Kitty. Hmm? And the sooner the better. And I'm going to be there when he does. How are you going to manage that? Uh, when Pearl comes back, send her over to my office, will you? Oh. Okay, Matt. But this is going to make her awful mad. It's going to make all of them awful mad, Kitty. Marshal, if you've got any charges against me, I'd like to know what they are. I'm not arresting you, Webb. I told you that. And why are you taking me to jail? I'm not taking you to jail. Well, this is the jail, isn't it? It's also my office. Go on in. Okay. Pearl. Hello, Webb. What are you doing here, Calhoun? Go on in, Webb. I didn't let him talk none, Mr. Dillon. Just like you told me. Oh, good, Jesse. You're making trouble, Marshal. I don't like it. The trouble's already made, Calhoun. What trouble? Webb, I hear you've said that you'd kill any man that tried to run off with Pearl. Is that right? I sure would. Well, Calhoun here says that he'll kill you if you try to stop him. Try to stop him? What's he been up to? He came to town today to get married. Married? Mm Mm-hmm. He and Pearl. And he brought a rifle with him. (laughs) I don't believe it. That's my rifle Chester's holding. I don't mean that. I mean about you and Pearl. I made up my mind. I'm going to do it. You ain't going to stop me. I'll stop you. Well, if they want to get married, they're going to, and there isn't going to be any trouble over it, now or later. Who told you they want to get married, him? That's right, he did. But it's Pearl that's going to settle this. Either you or him. She can say right now which one of you she wants, and the other's going to get out and stay out. Is that clear? Why, sure, Marshal. That's fine with me. Pearl knows her own mind, don't you, Pearl? Go on. Tell him. Go ahead, Pearl. Marshal. I never told Willie I'd marry him. What? 
I can't marry him. Yes, you can, Pearl. I've made up my mind. He's made up his mind. Sure I have. And I don't care what I gotta do to get her away from you. Tell him again, Pearl. Willie, I can't marry you. I never said I would. Well, you can speak out, Pearl. You can. I'm telling you the truth. Please. Now, Pearl... Okay, Calhoun, you heard her. Leave her alone. Leave us both alone. Once I make up my mind, I never change it. I'd rather see her dead than with him. Look, Calhoun, Webb didn't stop you. I did. So you go gunning for anybody, and it's me. Well, I got nothing against you, Marshal. All right, then go back to your place at Spring Point and stay out of Dodge till you get over this. I'll send your rifle out by somebody later on. You think I'm crazy, don't you? You'll forget all about this soon enough. So long, Pearl. Goodbye. You know, he is crazy. After this, you stay away from men like that, Pearl. Understand? Yeah, sure, Rib. Sure, I understand. Come on. I've got to get to work. All right. You handle this fine, Marshal. It'd have been a killing sure otherwise. Yeah. So long, Pearl. Goodbye, Marshal. Chester. Goodbye, Pearl. Now, Mr. Dillon, I feel kindly sorry for that poor Willie Calhoun. He sure had everything all wrong, didn't he? Something's still wrong, Chester, and I don't know if it's because of him or because of them. And I hope I never find out. Two weeks later, I heard that Pearl and Webb Thorne got married. And they moved into a house that Webb owned. And Pearl quit working at the Long Branch. I figured that would settle things for good, so the first time I found a man riding out his way, I sent Calhoun's rifle back to him. Then I forgot about it. Until one morning just before daylight when Chester came running in and woke me up. I got dressed, and we went out onto the plaza. It was that boy who worked out at Webb's house that come for Doc, Mr. Dillon, and then Doc woke me up and said, come get you. What's all the trouble about, Chester? He didn't say, except that there's been a shooting. Yeah, I know, but who did it? All the boy told Doc was that it happened in the sleeping room. He didn't say who did it or even who got shot. Now, he's a real smart boy, isn't he? Well, it ain't his fault, Mr. Dillon. See, he heard a shot, and then Pearl hollered through the door for him to go fetch Doc. Sounds like maybe she shot Webb, don't it? I mean, since it was her that called the boy. Well, we'll find out in a minute. Hey, look, they left the front door open. Yeah. Well, if it was Pearl, she can't run far. Doc should have brought you with him and sent the boy after me. I told him that, but the boy had already left. Doc. Doc. Wait there, Matt. It's Pearl, Matt. She's been shot. Pearl? Where's Webb? He's out of town. They went over to Abilene for a few days. Who told you, the boy? Pearl did. She's still alive, man. Huh. But she won't be for long. If you want to talk to her, you'd better hurry. Who did it, Doc? She'll tell you. Go ahead. I'll wait here with Chester. There's nothing more than I can do for her. 
Okay. Pearl. Hello, Marsha. Do, uh, do you mind talking? I can talk. A little. Who did it, Pearl? I was asleep, Marshal. Window was open. Heard a man outside yell something. I, I don't know what it was, but I, I recognized his voice and I sat up and, and he shot me. Who? Who was he? Willie. Willie Calhoun? Why would he shoot me? He knows why I couldn't marry him. What? Well, Ed said he'd kill me if I ever left him. I know he would. You told Calhoun that? Told him enough. He, he knew. Just couldn't stand my being married to Ed. You didn't have much chance either way, did you, Pearl? I didn't know Willie do this. I wish you'd told me about Webb. It doesn't matter now. I see Doc Marshall. Yeah, I'll go get him. Bye, Marshall. Goodbye, Pearl. She wants you, Doc. All right. First, tell me. Are you sure that she won't make it? She can't possibly live more than another half hour. Okay, you stay with her. I got a man to run down. Outside the house, we found Calhoun's tracks and saw that after the shooting, he'd jumped on his horse and ridden north. A few minutes later, we were mounted and headed in the same direction. It was nearly dark when we reached Spring Point and found his cabin. And as there was no sign of life outside, we dismounted and went up to the door. I kicked it open and jumped inside, but the place was empty. There was no choice but to wait. So we hid our horses in a shed out back and then made ourselves at home inside the cabin. I sure do wish we could light a lamp, Mr. Dillon. Well, we can if Calhoun ever shows up. Hope he ain't too long. I'm getting hungry. He might not come at all, Chester. Yeah, say that's right. Why would he come here? He must know we're after him. And an ordinary man would run, but... I'm gambling that Calhoun's too tied to this place to leave it for long, even to escape being caught. He's kindly crazy, ain't he? Yeah, that's not going to keep him from hanging. You think he'll put up a fight, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, he'll fight. Oh, my. That poor Pearl.
Yeah. No water. Uh, I'm going out of the well and fill this up, Chester. I'll be right back. All right, Chick. Right there. One move and I'll kill you. You turn around. Drop the bucket. Is that the rifle you used this morning, Calhoun? I'm going to use it again. I gotta kill you and Chester now. I'll get a bullet on you. You're gonna drop your gun belt, Marshal. Real slow. Now go ahead. No. Go on. Do it. It's like I say, Calhoun, you can kill me, but I'll get one bullet on you. You're awful willing to die, Marshal. It'll be worth it to take a woman killer with me. What? Any man that'd ambush a woman. What are you saying, Marshal? What woman? What woman? Pearl. 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 That's right. Not Pearl. I didn't shoot Pearl. She heard your voice. She recognized it. Marshal, that wasn't Pearl. Of course it was. Now, you're lying to me. Why are you lying to me? I got no reason to lie to you. Why should I? But it couldn't have been Pearl. Now, you're saying it was just to drive me crazy. No. No, I know why you're doing it. To keep me from shooting you. Well, it ain't gonna work, Marshal. You shot Pearl and she's dead. Doc said she couldn't live more than a half hour after I saw her. I don't believe it. That don't make no sense. Wait a minute. You thought it was Webb Thorne, is that it? Of course it was. That's his house. That's his bedroom. Webb's over in Abilene. No. He's been gone two or three days. I... Well, I still don't believe it. What would Pearl be doing in his house? Why shouldn't she have been there? They were married. They... they was married. You didn't know they were married? How would I know that? When they get married? A couple of weeks ago. I wanted Webb Thorn. I... I wanted him so that he'd let Pearl go. He said he'd kill her. It's... it's him I wanted. Well, you didn't get him, Calhoun. No. No. Now give me the rifle. You take it. I don't care no more. I don't care what happens to me. The law cares. You're going to jail, Calhoun. I just wish you'd shot me. I wish I'd made you shoot me. Go on into the cabin. 
Marshall Ward. You know, I sit out here a while alone. I won't run. No, you won't run. Okay, Calhoun. You sit here. Directed by Norman McDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Our story was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Meston, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Sound patterns by Tom Hanley and Ray Kemper. Featured in the cast were Vic Perrin, Harry Bartell, and Virginia Christine. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Remember, listen again next week for another transcribed story of the Western Frontier when Marshal Matt Dillon, Chester Proudfoot, Doc, and Kitty, together with all the other hard-living citizens of Dodge, will be with you once more. It's America growing west in the 1870s. It's drama. It's gun smoke. Brought to you by L&M Filters. Sometimes, triangles end in tragedy. From February the 19th in 1955, that was Gunsmoke, and the name of that one was Poor Pearl. I've been doing this show for about 11 years now, and it's always been my custom to end the show with an episode of Gunsmoke. But I have normally done an hour and a half to two hour shows once a week. When I went to this daily format, at least Monday through Thursday, and I knew I wanted to play a Western, I knew I couldn't do an episode of Gunsmoke every week because that means I would be leaving other Westerns out. So I have played probably every episode of Gunsmoke that is available to listen to, with the exception of a few that were in very poor sound quality, and nobody has good copies of them. But that's one of the reasons why I have decided every weekend to play an archive show. I've got 11 years of shows. There's no reason why I can't play those on the weekend, because when you're talking about old-time radio, what do you care if you listen to a 1949 show in 2011 or if you listen to it in 2020? The only thing that might change is some of my comments between shows, and that's why we always let you know ahead of time when the show was originally recorded. But I'm getting notes in. The reason I bring this up, I'm getting notes in from people saying, you know, why don't you play more Gunsmoke? Well, you'll still hear an episode of Gunsmoke every week on the archive show. 
Also, one other thing I wanted to say, I, I have gotten a number of emails from folks saying that they really love some of the songs we're playing at the end of the shows. I've explained before that when we were listening to radio when we were kids, those of us that are baby boomers and were around perhaps in the 50s and the 60s, we didn't just listen to dramas and comedies, we listened to music. And so sometimes it'll really bring up a memory or two to play those songs. Some of you don't like the songs. That's why I put them at the end of the show. (laughs) So for that reason, for that reason... I am uh, always going to tell you if I'm going to play some songs. And so I'm going to play some songs right now. I'm going to play three or four songs, actually four songs, from 1955, the year that this episode of Gunsmoke was produced. And one or two of these you may be familiar with. One of them, you're going to be surprised, but all of these were in the top 10 or so sometime during 1955, a couple of them right around the time that this episode of Gunsmoke came out. All right. And the other thing I get, uh, people are saying, why don't you say every time who the singer is and and the name of the song? So I will do that at the end of the songs before we leave. All right. So for those of you that don't want to hear the music, you can bug out now. We no no foul, no offense. We we take no offense at it. And we're glad you came and we'll, we'll see you on the weekend with our archive show and next Monday with a new comedy. All right. And for those of you that want to stick around, we've got four songs from 1955 coming up. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by. I'm so glad you spent the week with us. And I am so glad you met me.
Now here's a funny story. Hope you understand. Listen very closely if you possibly can. It's a story of two popcorn kernels in a red hot pan. One turned to the other and said, hey man, I'll two poop to pop and I ain't lying. I'm too poop to pop, just laying here frying. Salt and butter's ready and the fire's hot. But seems like I'm just too poop to pop. Too poop to pop and I ain't playing possum. I'm too poop to pop and I do want to blossom. Don't like the bottom, want to get up on top. But seems like I'm just too poop to pop. I was the state, that's where I was born. I really truly came up from a fine era con. My mama and my papa were a wonderful crop. You should have seen them blow up when they put them in the pot But I'm just too poop to pop And I ain't lying I'm too poop to pop Just laying here frying Don't like the bottom Wanna get up on top It seems like I'm just too poop to pop Davy. Davy Crockett, the king of the wild frontier. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, the greenest state in the land of the free. Raised in the woods so he knew every tree, and killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett, the king of the wild frontier. He fought single-handed through the Injun War Till the creeks was whipped and peace was in store And while he was handling this risky chore He made himself a legend forevermore Davy, Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier Oh, when he lost his love, his grief was gone In his heart he wanted to leave it all and lose himself in the forests tall But he answered instead his country's call Davy, Davy Crockett The choice of the whole frontier He went off to Congress and served a spell Fixing up the government and laws as well Took over Washington, so we hear tell And patched up the crack in the Liberty Bell Davy, Davy Crockett Serving his country well when he come home, his politicking done Why the big western march had just begun He packed up his gear in his trusty gun And lit out the grinning to follow the sun Davy, Davy Crockett, leading a pioneer His land is biggest and his land is best From grassy plains to the mountain crest He's ahead of us all, a meeting a test, and following his legend right into the West. Davy, Davy Crockett, the king of the wild frontier.
said me cry when you said goodbye. Is that a shame? My tears fell like rain. said we'll part in that shame my tears fell like rain did you just hear? The first song you heard was entitled 17, and it was by Boyd Bennett and his Rockets. And man, did that sound like a 50s tune. Then you heard the popcorn song by Cliffy Stone. That was followed up by the Ballad of Davy Crockett. And of course, 55 is when Davy Crockett was popular on the Disneyland television show. They did originally three episodes, and then they did uh, two more episodes on a different storyline. Ballad of Davy Crockett, that one was the one that hit the charts by Bill Hayes. And then finally, Ain't That a Shame by Fats Domino, one of my favorite singers of that era. Just loved Fats Domino. 